Hey guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. And for today's episode, we are going to be talking about cheating. We're going to be talking about why people cheat, who cheats more. Is there any valid excuse for cheating? And then we're also going to be touching on like Jada and August and Will and all the things that you guys have been wanting us to talk about. So, <laughs> so we have Kayla here, super chatty, fun Sagittarius. But unfortunately, a part of the Cheaters Club, um, I mean, we're not cheaters, but a lot of us have been on the receiving end. So yeah, yeah we're just going to dissect into that. And then maybe Kayla, you can give us context on like your experience with cheating. Yeah, yeah. You can go ahead with context and then me and Lydia will share our context of our own lived experience as well. Mm, okay. So I don't even know really where to start other than I just got out of a long-term relationship and I was actually cheated on really early on in the relationship, but stuck around. Huh. I don't know what else. As women do. <laughs> As a women lot of women, do. yeah, a lot of women stick around. And a lot of times when it's the reverse, mm-hmm. where are these men? They're cutting ties, they're tweeting heartbreak emojis, <laughs> talking about can't trust no hoes. Dude, men get yeah. heartbroken by their, like, girlfriend in grade 10 and will never trust another woman till the day they die. I'm like, are you so normal? Bad. But yeah, just for context... Uh, just to, like, respect the other people involved. I'm not going to, like, get into super detail, but I was non-consensually a side chick, I guess. I was a side chick. It sounds so bad. <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, confessing a sin. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was involved with a person who had a relationship but lied to me about it, and, yeah, like, long story, that's just my context, period. Mm. Go ahead, Lydia. And then for my context, I mean, I kind of lied about the cheating uh, scenario. I've never been, like, in a situation that was untruthful. So I was in a situation where I was seeing someone who was non-monogamous. So their primary partner was fully aware that, like, I was around. And yeah, that's about it. I mean, my experience was pretty great. (laughs) I have, like, no complaints. It was really short-lived because of Miss Rona, but yeah. Lydia's just fake. Like, she's out here like, <laughs> I'm a cheater's club. I was no. a side chick, but yeah, no, it was She's lit. a fake side chick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so first we're going to define what counts as cheating. And obviously this is really difficult to do just because it's so many different things. And it de- definitely depends on the person and like what you define within your relationship. I feel like I always hear people define cheating as everything that you wouldn't want your partner to see which I think is like, I don't know if I totally agree with that. I feel like cheating would just count as everything that you guys didn't agree on. But I think the problem is, is that there usually isn't a conversation in the beginning of relationships on like what is in, what is out. And I think it feels a little bit dramatic to be like, okay, but like, let's get down to the dirty. Like, do you bubble with other girls at the club? Like, you know, Mm. because it sounds like, why are we talking about the nitty and gritty? But I think that sometimes that needs to be brought up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot, it has a lot to do with, like, what monogamy is and how monogamy is rooted in ownership, Um, and then, like, realizing your own tendencies with that, just because if you would have asked me, like, three years ago, I would have been like, my man can't do anything, can't look at another girl, hard eyes, no, he literally, I'm the only person in the universe, I should be able to satisfy everything for you, you should be obsessed with me, I am the only one period. But now I'm more at a point where I'm like, 
I understand and I recognize that whoever I am in a relationship with is I'm not going to be able to satisfy everything for them. You're asking for someone to be sexually compatible with you, emotionally compatible with you. You guys have a fun time together. You guys are like, there's just so many different facets that people want in a relationship where like realistically, I don't know, maybe it's possible, but I don't know. Is it for everyone? Mm -hmm. So like, what, what, like, what would you think are like the best things? Like the main, like for me personally in a relationship, like, I don't mind if he like talks to other girls, but I feel like it's the way that he would, like, if he is like calling them the same names that he would, um, like, for example, like baby girl, like, I think I would be like, seriously, but Mm -hmm. for him, maybe he was like, oh, I just thought it was like, something to call people you know yeah yeah and that's another thing it's like some things okay so for example like my heart goes out to all the girlies who are dating like comedians because (laughs) funny guys can pull baby like or like guys who are just super nice or outgoing or whatever and then this is like seen as oh you're being flirty I don't like that you're flirting with other people but really it's just like they're a fun person Mm -hmm. and sometimes when you're in these monogamous relationships it requires you to kind of dim yourself down around certain people so you don't give them the same or like the wrong idea so now you're in charge of like moderating how other people perceive you um and so like even going back to Dina's point where it's like you have you might have different people in your life for different things satisfy you for different reasons and like there was a Netflix uh movie where it's gonna I'm gonna google it and I'm gonna come back to it (laughs) but in the beginning of the movie this couple reenacts kind of like this bar scene where they're like oh hey stranger and then they act like they don't know each other and then they're like oh no we do know each other this is just us reenacting and like trying to get that fire back but it's like later on in the movie she finds someone else outside of her marriage to kind of reenact those scenarios (laughs) someone who's younger someone who's more fresh and they're able to have that fun again I think that oftentimes like thing with personalities is like so many different personalities are drawing and sometimes you need a variety of different personalities in your life. Just going off of what you're talking about before, I like know for myself at least like when I was in a relationship, like I was so chatty to everyone, like you could say flirty, whatever. Um, Also like personal space, I'm not really good at that. Like I'd say like, (laughs) like touching people's arms, whatever, like you know so I realized that um my ex at the time was uncomfortable by some of these things so I was like oh like I just want to make sure like I reassure him and stuff like that so I would not like walk on eggshells but just be very like conscious about how I'm acting around other people you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think like off your point it's interesting to see that you were like doing that but also like that's a communication thing right and Mm -hmm. that was like you respecting his boundary which is like important but I don't know like at what point is it like I'm completely compromising who I am to make this other person happy yeah that's what I'm saying yeah well you know we're not together anymore so maybe it (laughs) was whatever but I'd say like not not in a mean way at all but just like having that I'm not gonna call it a burden but let's just call it a burden off my chest like I just feel like I'm living free like I just don't have to worry about anything you know and you're free from the shackles (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. The <laughs> life is the life with clear skin. I'll tell you that for you. Ladies. Honestly, yeah. guys, every like woman that is thriving in their like 50s is single. Like look at Tracy Ellis Ross. What is the secret? <laughs> yes, she's Wait. black. Black don't crack. Wait. We get it. But also she doesn't have a man. True. It's only been a couple of weeks, but really it's so like, it is actually freeing in the nicest way possible. Like, not that it was terrible, even though it was kind of terrible, but you know, <laughs> it it's so nice. Like, I'm just worried. <laughs> I'm honestly just worrying about myself, like getting things done for myself. Like, I honestly realized that there's so much things, like even random chores at my house that I've been just putting off because I was putting like effort into someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so is there any point where cheating is okay? I feel Everything like in me just wants to say no. Yeah, I feel like cheating involves, like, lying. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why I kind of retracted my cheating comment at the beginning of the podcast, because <laughs> the person wasn't cheating. They're just non-monogamous. Yeah. And so cheating to me is, like, it involves, like, actual lying. So I don't think there's any reason as to why cheating would be okay, but I think that there are contexts that might explain cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's explanations, but it's not a justification. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, and I think for me, largely, it's the way that you navigate the cheating. You know, is this a long-term thing? Was it a one-time thing? How are you taking accountability? Because it's one thing for you to do a random hookup or whatever with someone and then come to your partner the next day and be like, hey, like this happened. I'm really sorry. Because at that point, not only are you compromising their trust, but like you're also compromising their health. They think that they're in a monogamous sexual relationship with you and you're stepping outside of that and compromising their health and not even telling them. It's a blatant disregard for the other person and their feelings and everything. Like it just, I don't even know. I like, I stick to like, I think being loyal is just so important. And that's like one of like something I value a lot. So yeah, definitely being cheated on was definitely just a blow. So just everything, you know, my ego, just my whole life. I honestly would say, like, do I trust people a little bit less? Probably. Yeah, I would say. Or am I always, like, something in my head, like, oh, like, what if? Um, so, yeah, you're right. It definitely affects not only, like, physical health, but also mental health as well, you know? And it's, like, I feel like also, at least, like, in the context for me, um, the person was very emotionally manipulative, And so I almost, I felt bad for them, but at the same time, I was like, this is really fucked up. And it came to a point where, like, I was the one who told the person that he was in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. He wasn't the one that told her, right? So it was just like, you literally don't care about her, like, at that point. Mm -hmm. And obviously me, too, to a certain extent, right? But yeah, just like, utter disrespect and blatant disregard for other people's feelings and it's just a very selfish thing to do yeah definitely I was just talking to people about it recently but like how do you guys feel about like your your man liking other girls photos and stuff like that because um I would say like he would and obviously I'm not gonna be like oh my god don't like whatever people's photos like that's fine but I never really had an issue with him actually liking it but it just made me feel like a little bit self-conscious and I'm not really super like self-conscious at all in the first place but I would be like wow he's liking all these certain types of girls photos and I don't think I look anything like those girls so I'm like a little bit 
self-conscious about that but I wouldn't really define that as cheating Mm -hmm. I don't think it's cheating I think it's hard because we're always taught that like whoever we end up with it's like we are their person and they will never Mm -hmm. ever ever think anyone else is attractive ever again and we are like their be-all end-all and I think it's okay for like my partner to find other people attractive like whatever you know what I mean but I think it just comes out of like this super it's like very distrustful I don't know it's just I've been thinking about monogamy so much lately which is funny because I've like never been in a relationship um and I'm like is this even like real like is this feasible because like that's good that's what I'm saying like is Is it it? like should everyone just like be in ethical non-monogamous relationships (laughs) like people have been cheating like this is not new this is not new and it's so common we were talking about it before that we started recording but it's like over 50 percent of people will cheat in their lifetime Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that 50. 50? Like, dude, that's like astronomical. That's yeah, crazy. it's astronomical. But I do think there is like a cultural, like, I think there is like a cultural narrative that like doesn't understand how people, how people can develop relationships. So for example, like I know some people who are like monogamous, even with their friendships. Like I'm not like that per se, but like I know some people what? who are like, sorry, <laughs> how does that, that work? Like, what do you mean by that? Oh, like, they, like, literally have, like, one, two friends, ride or dies. They don't talk to anybody else. This is their friends. Mm-hmm. Like, they're ride, like, they're pack, and they, like, will not interact with other friends. And then if they get, like, insane, like, they get insane waves of jealousy when their friends hang out with other people. Like, I've totally 110% seen this before. And yeah. I feel like the problem with that is, like, there is insecurity. And I feel like we just live in a world that's, like, filled with insecurity, so I feel like that's one argument where it's like, oh yeah, like you should be in open relationships because, um, you know, if you're securing yourself, you'd be able to see your partner like interact with other people, mm-hmm. which I totally agree with. But also part of me is like, some people don't like mesh with a million people, you know? Like I saw this tweet about someone talking about polyamory and how they were saying, you know, there needs to be a conversation about desirability politics too amongst these people because when one person's pulling, like let's say, you know, a bunch of people when they go out, and they're living their best poly life. This other person doesn't really go out. Maybe they're not as conventionally attractive. Where are they now? They're crying because their partner's out turning up, (laughs) getting their cheeks slapped, and they're home. That's true, but, like, I don't know. Like, isn't the main part of being ethically non-monogamous the communication piece? So you would have to, like... Yeah, I think so, yeah. Like, I get what you're saying, 100%. Like, also, there's this narrative that, like there'll be like one partner that wants to be in the open relationship and the other one will kind of just say yes to like appease them. And then there's like one (laughs) partner that's living their best life. And then the other one is like, yeah, we're like in an open relationship, but it was just like, I said yes so that they wouldn't cheat on me. They like lose sleep. And every time (laughs) they have like bags in their eyes, (laughs) (laughs) you're like crying yourself to sleep. Yeah. Cause I feel like also like just like being someone who's like a 22 year old like woman, I feel like people are always just assuming like, Oh, like who are you talking to? Right. Like all the girlies get together. You just want to talk shit about all these guys you're talking to or whoever you're talking to. And it's like, if you're someone who just doesn't connect to a lot of people, like, do you really realistically believe that you would want a lot of partners? Like, it's just something that I think is individual. Like I don't believe that like one form of relationship is better than the other. I think they're both hard mm-hmm. um I think it just depends on what works for you <laughs> for myself at least like 
I don't know, you know when people are like, oh, I'm loyal to my crush, like I actually am, isn't that so annoying? <laughs> I am too. No, the same. <laughs> I yeah, am too. Same. Like, no one way. can compare. But no like, even, even while I'm on, like, uh, I just, 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 jo- like, joint, should I say joint Tinder? Is that a thing? I just, like, yeah. downloaded the app. And it's so, like, I just feel like I have no will to talk to that many people. Like, I can't do it. It's even all, if it's hard. just for, like, fun, you know? It's so hard. Person that I talk to, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everyone else, I'm like, oh, forgot to respond. I just know for myself, because of the circumstances of who I am, like, I hate dating, okay? As someone who's been a femme for 22 years, I hate going on dating apps. It blows my mind that there are people who are voluntarily <laughs> on dating apps when they already have a partner. Like, I hate dating apps so much. So to have the option of having someone and still having the dating app, like, that doesn't, that doesn't fulfill me. Like, I, I will do anything in my power to be off. For me personally as well, like, I understand non-monogamy. However, I just don't know if I have, like, the emotional space to hold for multiple people because I honestly have a hard enough time, like, communicating with my friends and it's, like, I don't even have many, especially when, like, you have so many other things going on, like, your mental health and, like, all these other things. Like, it's just so mind-boggling to me, but I think it is the right relationship politic for some people. But, like, yeah, back to the point of cheating – why do we think that people cheat there i think there's different reasons i think yes it can be um indicative of unhappiness in your relationship for sure but that's definitely not the only reason and i think the cheating happens because there's a lack of communication within the relationship to be like hey you're not fulfilling this need for me can i go like fuck someone to like fulfill this or like whatever it is and that doesn't have to be sexual it could be like an emotional thing where your partner isn't fulfilling it for you or like honestly you might not just like not be good for each other I don't know like there's I don't know I have heard like some girls will do it out of just revenge you know not not because not because actually truthfully if I really think about it they'll be like yeah he wasn't giving me attention da 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 so like vengefully yeah I did it whatever and I'm like, wow. Wait, sorry, get Tinder? Not not on Tinder. Like, they'll literally just hook up with someone at the bar because they're mad at their boyfriend or something. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, just to be vengeful. I'm like, that's wild. That I don't think you that's like That's really that fucked much. up. <laughs> right? Yeah. When I like someone, I'm, like, so... Like, I'm obsessed. I'm so obsessed with them. I am. To the Dude, point I'm where it's, Stan. like... I stand them. I, I know. stand them. I creep them every day. I, I love them so much. To me. Like I'm insane. Yeah. I'm yeah so yeah, me too. So it's like I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But if my if my partner was like, hey, like I really want this, and you're like not doing it, I would. I think I would be okay with them like exploring that elsewhere. It's just letting me know because then it's not cheating true well what like what do you mean by that like if they were like oh like having sex with you is like interesting but I want to experience other things like would you be like yeah like thanks for letting me know go ahead or would it be like different for example say like I'm dating someone who is bisexual I'm dating a bisexual man or something 
And I obviously, there's certain things I can't give you, like period, point blank, right? So <laughs> obviously there's like certain things that I can give you, but there might be things that I'm uncomfortable with that you want to try that I'm like, ah, uh, I don't think I would like that. Especially with sexuality, that's such a like individual experience for people. So I don't know. I just... I don't know. I just, I'm very, like, I'm a, such a simp, and I'm just, like, just tell me. Like, we can work, we can work it out. Like, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe I'm not, like, there enough for them. Like, I'm really busy mm-hmm. all the time, and it's, like, maybe they just need, like, companionship that, like, I don't know. Like, I just, you know what's interesting, though? Because I have had the same mentality as Dina, where I'm, like, well, you know, like, what if I have a job where, like, involves me traveling a lot, and this person is, like, maybe in the same city that we like live in. So, you know, I'm busy, they need companionship. And someone on a podcast, I always talk about her and I hate that I do, but Nicole Byer, she had kind of brought up that same thing where she was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm traveling all the time. So I would be in an open relationship because like, what if my partner needs someone else, you know? And the person was like, you're already like, imagining the scenario that this person like needs more than you like that hasn't even happened yet like you know they're like that hasn't even happened yet you're just like theorizing like how you're gonna appease them this like fictional person in this fictional scenario but isn't that realistic like isn't that realistic though like but also like you never know what that person wants like maybe that person also is just someone who like has a low sex drive like you actually do not know like you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like for me, I that would, I would be uncomfortable in like a situation like that. Like I feel like for myself at least, I just know myself. I don't want to be like jealous or anything like that. Um, and actually, like my ex would talk about having like, like just brought it up as just something to bring up, like <laughs> just casual. Um, but a threesome, and I actually was like, bro, like I could never at the moment. Like just I just know myself, and I would be so jealous. Yeah, and that's good to know yourself. But I also think that, like, jealousy is, like, a human, like, that's, like, natural, right? Like, Mm -hmm. everyone gets jealous. Even people in um, open relationships get jealous. It's just, like, kind of about boundaries. However... I'm, I think I, I used to be, like, a very jealous person. I think I probably am still, right? But I don't want to be. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like, does jealousy stem from being insecure? true I was gonna say probably like like he like I would say we definitely have like issues in the relationship like communication wise and maybe like looking back at it I wasn't like a hundred percent confident in him and his loyalty so when he would bring up stuff like that I'd be like oh my god like what if what if you'll like doing that with another girl better than he liked it with me so like I know what you mean by like yeah maybe jealousy mm-hmm. just comes from insecurity because like when I'm thinking about it, it sounds about right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I feel like you can, like, logically understand something and not emotionally be there. And I think that if you are just like, well, I'm theorizing, I'm theorizing, I'm theorizing that, like, jealousy is from insecurity and I don't like this, or I'm, like, trying to work through this and yeah. let my partner do all these things, it doesn't really make the situation better because, like, you <laughs> still feel bad. It's that's like, true. you can logically understand something and that's totally fine, but it's like, don't lie to yourself and, like, yeah. make your life miserable and have the bags in your eyes and uh, I, I, yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about Jada, August, and Will, as the internet has been doing. Um, I, full disclosure, I haven't watched the Red Table Talk. I don't really care to watch it, to be honest. Twitter explained it to me. 
you know, weirdness all around, weirdness all around from all ends. Yeah. August is doing some weird shit when he was calling out Kiki Palmer. I don't know what he was doing over there. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that. I just think it's so funny how, like, for years, forever, Will and Jada were, like, relationship goals. Everyone was like, yeah. I want to love, like, Will and Jada. But what do we think about the situation? I feel like it's weird that this whole situation kind of became, uh, like, a piece for cheating like it became this thing where like okay let's discuss this re-cheating when I feel like it actually is about informed consent um especially for August Alsina because of the context in which they kind of like groomed him yeah but um as far as like the dynamics of Jada and Will I was talking to someone about this situation prior to recording this episode and they kind of brought up the point of how like Will even near the end was like well you know I'm gonna get you back and then she's like well you got me back and then he's like, no, 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 I'm going to get you back for real. And it's this idea of, like, him still trying to pursue her and, like, get her back at a certain mental level to where he is, which I think is still kind of a demonstration of ownership, even though they claim to be so progressive and open. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest part of being in an open relationship is communication, right? And even if you are in an open relationship and, and she started that um, entanglement with August. <laughs> entanglement. Um, yeah, it's, it's still cheating if you're in an open relationship because you didn't tell Will about it. Like, that's not, and I think they said they were separated at the time. The details are murky, but I think that, yeah, yeah the issue was very much surrounding August and, you know, the way that they welcomed him into their family when he was very, very mentally ill, as well as dealing with a lot of traumatic things, a lot of breakdown in his own family, a lot of loss. And if you guys have ever listened to August Alsina's music, his music is really sad, honestly. Like, he's very talented, but he's had, like, a life. So prayers out to him. Um, Like, he's, he's really been through it, but yeah, it's just really weird how she was supposed to be, like, helping him because he was going to start raising his sister's kids after his sister yeah. passed, and they welcomed him into their family, and then, she, like, Jada started a relationship with him, and, you know, we have to remember that age dynamic that's also there, and mm-hmm. how much older she is than him, but also how, how like, that type of motherly figure that Jada tries to emulate which is a very common stereotype when it comes to grooming and like, I don't want to say abuse. I don't want to use words that are out of pocket, but a lot yeah, of it's definitely the situation yeah, was, was very manipulative. Yeah. And very weird. And I just feel mm-hmm. bad for August. Yeah. I read just a quick post about it and they were like, there's, you have this lady who's so like financially stable, like emotionally stable, whatever. And she's just, you know like you said a little bit like grooming someone or just like he was just in a place of need I feel like so it just I don't know the situation makes me uncomfortable just because he's like in a situation of need like financially emotionally everything and I know some people think maybe she took advantage of that mm-hmm. for her own and I think, I think if the situation was um like reversed say it was Will who had done that with uh, a woman like a younger yeah. woman we would have been up in arms about it. Yeah. Right? And I think the, the gender dynamic is obviously a thing as well. 
Yeah, and I also feel like even just like obviously I don't co-sign Jada Pickett Smith taking advantage of someone who is emotionally mentally vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and also is like so much younger than her. Like he could have been dating Jaden for all I care. <laughs> um, but also I feel like even the complacency of Will doesn't sit right with me as well. Like I understand yeah. it's not really his fault, and you know they weren't really together at that point. But like I can't imagine taking someone back who I know would have done that same thing. Yeah. I think even being like in a relationship, like let's say we went on a break or something like that, like would you want to know like what the other person was doing or would you just like put it under the rug and not talk about it, you know? Oh, that's interesting. Um I don't know if I'd need to know the details of the person, yeah. but I think that I would need to know like who? I don't know if I even need to know who. I'd be I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I don't because I feel but... like the only reason why I want to know who is because I want to see who they. I just like want. I'm inquisitive. I'm just like, yeah. Who? What are you looking for? Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. So maybe not who. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, I don't think that Jada wanted to like actually own up for what she did. So she just was like, let me make up a different word that doesn't sound as nasty as affair. Yeah. <laughs> she literally, she's like the type of person that is so spiritual that they're like. They use all these spiritual words to manipulate you and make you feel like, okay, but that it's like, you're okay. not even saying, you're not even saying anything. She's like, well, yeah. um, like just <laughs> talk, baby. Like, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even yeah. Will was like an entanglement, like seriously, an entanglement. That's the word you used. Okay. Yeah. But August, yeah. um, I saw like a quick tweet and August was like, uh, the way like, the relationship itself, like, if you look at entanglement, like, the, the definition in the dictionary, that's exactly what it was. hmm so, like, <laughs> no. we, we just never heard that word being used in that type of context. Yeah. Um, Lydia brought up the point of, um, before, about unconditional love. I don't think it was, like, we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but um, in the notes. Um, so let's talk about unconditional love. And should the standard of love be unconditional because that's kind of what we've been taught and I don't think love is unconditional I think love exists with conditions Mm -hmm. you can love someone and realize that you know I can't have you in my life yeah I totally agree and I feel like a lot of people were really upset at their little joke at the end where it was like I'm not like quoting it verbatim but it's something along the lines of like you know bad you know like through thick and thin, like, bad marriage for life or something like that, okay? And people, like, didn't like that joke. They were like, why are you promoting people to stay in bad marriages, blah, blah, blah. I think the point was, like, you're just going to go through so many ups and downs and, like, no one's marriage is perfect. But I think that, like there everyone has a limit and I think that limit exists for a reason like I don't think that everybody like I think sometimes we reduce feelings to um you know you can work through it and loyalty is number one but loyalty isn't number one to another person loyalty is number one to yourself so I think that yeah definitely like there needs to be conditions especially in spaces where like there's toxicity and loneliness and unfulfillment like who wants to live an unfulfilled life for what so that you could say you're loyal no one's gonna care at the end of the day when you say you're loyal to this person yeah one of the issues too that was brought up with jada and august is like so here's this guy coming into her house that she's helping and she's like attracted to him so like how do you moderate those feelings of attraction um because really like she just acted upon her feelings of attraction yeah um, despite them being inappropriate and like Kayla have you dealt with 
you know, when you were in your monogamous relationship, having to like moderate, like, oh, I think that guy's like really cute, or that guy that DM me that I have to ignore. Like, like if this was a different context, like I would have DM'd him back. Oh my goodness. Well, that's funny that you say that. I was just talking to someone about it, and truthfully, like, I'm not even joking. So we're in like a three year relationship. So pretty, like, I'd say decently long, whatever. But it was, I'm not, I don't know if it's just how I am, but I would just have shutters. I'm not joking. I would like, I swear I would see like boys and I just wouldn't think anything of it, you know? But like, yeah, if I, I don't know. Like you were just so in love with this other person. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. doesn't that suck that he cheated on me? Yes. I'm screaming. Thank you for you. Like, um, but yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I would literally like, even if I saw a hot guy, like, I wouldn't even flinch. Like, or I just wouldn't have the same feeling as like I would like being single, where I'd see, like, am I boy crazy? Like, nah, I wouldn't say that. But like, if I see a cute boy, I'm like, wow, he's really cute. Like, I literally would be like, oh yeah, and move on to the next, you know. Mm-hmm. So. It's like you have tunnel vision, yeah. Exactly. Would you say that you're someone who requires an emotional bond? (laughs) And wait, like be attracted to someone? Like you just like it's like yeah, someone's hot, but it's like when you get to know them, you're like, whoa, like I really actually like you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say, um, like I don't know, like I don't really have like a type really, but my ex and I, we just started off as friends, and I like at the beginning, I'd never look at him like in that way like, on, like, an attraction, like, attractive kind of way, if that makes sense, but, really? as, that's like, interesting. right, and as we, like, started hanging out and stuff, and, like, the attraction, like, grew, so then, mm-hmm. like, now, obviously, I would, I would be attracted to him, but, like, when we first, like, were talking, we're just friends, like, I wouldn't say I was that attracted to him, mm-hmm. no yeah, it's definitely true for me. And I feel like that's why it's weird. Like when people have conversations about cheating, they're always like, well, there's just so many people around. And I'm like, there are a lot of people around, but that doesn't mean there's like a lot of quality people around. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're someone who like genuinely doesn't connect to a lot of people, it's like, you know, it doesn't like, there's a pool of people that are just not that interesting. So it's mm-hmm. like, I get what you're saying with the tunnel vision. I mean, I've never been in a relationship before, but I can imagine like, I finally, you know, it's like been 22 years, 23 years, whatever. I finally meet someone who I'm like, I really connect with. God forbid this, you know, gets lost, but yeah. you know, like I will yeah. be invested. <laughs> That's why I'm like polyamory almost doesn't really make sense for me because it's so hard for me to find one person one I like. Person. I just don't understand how I would find more than one person, which is, I mean, obviously different strokes for different folks and also like give different people for different things. Mm-hmm. However, it's just like, I've honest to goodness liked, I've, I've probably liked three people in my entire life and yeah. for, like truly like connection wise mm-hmm. so it just doesn't I can't imagine like cheating it doesn't even make sense to me right I just like I, I feel like for myself I get I'm not like someone who's super comfortable just to like jump into not even like sexual things but just like like I wouldn't feel like laid back and like comfortable even like when meeting new people if that makes sense so like I'm not how do I explain this in a better way here so like with my ex like everything we did was fun like I felt like barriers down like whatever we just connected we could talk about anything it'd be great and stuff like that and I don't know if it's just because I'm like I wouldn't say shy in that like sense but like uncomfortable to like connect like that with just anybody Mm because I would say um just like 
the high school that I went to was like primarily like how do I say this and not be offensive like primarily like mm, well maybe we'll take this as a bad but white rich kids you know oh that's not offensive (laughs) they were so like one track minded for me and I don't know if it's just because I was raised a certain way that it was so um so nice to like talk to someone um Mm. who maybe experienced the same things or like like they grew up with the same values and different stuff like that but I remember like when I would talk about him and his friends I'd be like wow like it's so refreshing how real they are yeah obviously disclaimer like some people were sick at MTS oh (laughs) at my high school (laughs) but um yeah I definitely was like wow like it it was just so much nicer to communicate with someone um like that so I feel Mm -hmm. like I don't usually have that with like anyone like that was my first like my first love my first you know Um, and I empathize like it's so hard to find your tribe like your people Mm -hmm. and like I there are some people that I know genuinely it's a rare population but there are people that do really know themselves very well aren't insecure but like do pop to relationship 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 because Mm -hmm. they just connect with so many people and everyone's just like so amazing and they like love everyone (laughs) and like you know everything's so great and that's great for them like, that's amazing. I, I, I can't imagine, like, finding so many people I would want to date. But yeah. for now, I'm zero to zero. So it's like, what? <laughs> like, I can't Im- Like, you know, I get what you're saying with that. It's like, it's it's a surreal moment to find someone that you're like, I genuinely connect with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess this up. And the feeling of you leaving is just like, I will do anything in my power for that to not happen. Yeah, I feel like mm. low-key, maybe that's why I stayed in the relationship so long. Yeah. But also, like, like, <laughs> it's hopefully not sounding dumb, but um, apart from, like, some of, like, the dumb stuff that happened and that went on, like, uh, like, we're still, like, 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 I would say, like, friends, and, like, I would still, like, be able to talk to him and stuff like that, and we would still be able to connect and, and whatever, but, like, obviously situation happened and and yeah we're not together anymore so mm-hmm. yeah that's like crazy to me because I can't imagine being friends with anyone that I've dated <laughs> um and obviously it's different when you're in a long-term relationship yeah but it's like I just think it's okay to love someone from afar yeah, and just yeah. like give yourself that space but I get it it's like hard when you've had this person in your life for so long Mm -hmm. but also I'm like of the mindset where I'm like so quick to cut people off it doesn't really matter to me like if you're my friend or whatever you are like um especially if we've had a situation where it was a breach of trust I'm like very quick to I'm just like I love you and I forgive you but like (laughs) like let's just not talk anymore that's so I think it's interesting that you are like still like I'm still gonna be friends with you yeah well like maybe that's what I'm saying now because it's so fresh but honestly no like I can see us being friends uh like maybe in the future obviously like time apart from each other is like good right and well like freeing for me a bit but I would say like usually like if any of my friends um if any would like ever like reach my trust like that like I would drop them and and shout out to the people that I've done that to that's what I'm saying. It's like with friends, we're so quick to do that. It's different, you know? Once yeah. romance is involved, it's like everything's a little foggy. I was gonna say, like, I don't know, I guess, like, you could say, like, we've been through a lot and whatever, like, also, um, like, like, 
progressing through life I guess together mm-hmm. so like there's certain experiences like yeah we got through together yeah. da, 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 whatever but like mm-hmm. I don't know yeah maybe maybe that's just what I say now ask me ask me to mind ask me to mind <laughs> yeah that's true the answer might change yeah, yeah. Um, that's okay that's okay you know what I find is just a little bit weird like obviously I have resentment about the situation but like as I'm even speaking about it right now I'm kind of like I mean it is what it is like is that weird I knew that relationships weren't for me when I heard Lady Gaga sing Shallows like that song hurts (laughs) too much dude uh when she said I'll never love again I was like I can't experience this like I need to opt out like I can't I'm just like feel like I would just be a puddle on the ground and be like well <laughs> yeah I, I want to talk about how women cheating versus men cheating is perceived differently and I think we touched on it a little bit in the beginning but um it's definitely very different men gets this narrative where it's like well they just think with their dicks like mm-hmm. and it's very lacking of accountability whereas when women cheat it's I think a lot it's a, a different conversation yeah 100 percent well even I uh like I spoke to one of my good friends about it and she was honestly like you're putting up with a lot right now like imagine it was the other way around I'm sure he would be gone and I was like yeah you're probably right because even like not to like have really any information and stuff like that but there would be times where he would even accuse me of being like unfaithful or like talking to other guys and I'd be like what do you mean you know and if he's already like thinking that then I'm like interesting how he's already mm-hmm. like assuming things like that or something like that you know mm-hmm. yeah um and I think uh Lydia made the point of lemonade in our notes and how you know which is a funny conversation to have because if Beyonce had been the one that was unfaithful and stepped out of the relationship probably would have ended differently mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have ended in this way that they're still together and and obviously we have to take into account that like they are a brand um and staying together is like good for them but it's even funny to listen to lemonade versus like 444 which is jay-z's like lemonade yeah but which is an amazing album both of the honestly they're both good (laughs) both of those albums are incredible like amazing so Thank you to Becky with the good hair, I guess. Like, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like the thing is about Lemonade that's coming out now, too, especially with Will and Jada's situation, is people are like, oh, if the gender dynamics were different, this would have ended different, which I totally agree with. But also, now there's a criticism of the monetization of people's um, cheating stories. So people (laughs) seem to kind of take issue with people capitalizing off of... um, their like marriage horror stories or whatever so like with Beyonce people are like oh yeah like you know like I feel for her because she like made lemonade but at the end of the day she's cut up with Jay-Z with in their million dollar home eating lavish meals whatever mm-hmm. and I'm like I get that but also like I feel like everybody monetizes off of their personal experience to a certain extent like every like you know we do that on the podcast like we talk about our personal experiences yeah and like isn't that all what music is to be quite honest saying it's music like that is your personal experience and yeah I would say that the lemonade 444 thing was very strategic like yeah yeah obviously but it's like that's every like what do you think like what SZA made control like she was tapping into her emotions <laughs> yeah, and her experiences yeah. and we related that's like that is what being 
a creator of any kind is about, right? So I, and also like, it's capitalism, babe. Like, what can we <laughs> do? Exactly. Yeah, that can't explain my feelings. What can I do? Like, <laughs> I might as well monetize off my own suffering. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and also with Lemonade specifically, like that album was so, like so many women have been through that there's such a high level of relatability. And I think for people to see someone like Beyonce go through that was Mm -hmm. very like revolutionary, especially for black women specifically. Yeah. Yeah, I think with Lemonade, it was like, here's this woman who is like perceived to be like the hottest, most hardworking, most successful, Mm -hmm. you know, like everybody's dream girl. And it's like, even she got cheated on. Yeah. So I feel like that made a revelation for people where it's like, it doesn't matter how hot you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter about anything you could still be in that position. Yeah, and even with Jay-Z, who is a freaking, like, let me not say that. A toad. Uh, (laughs) Let's just, like, say they're not um, on the same physical attraction level (laughs) to be, um, you know, like, it's like, they're not even in the same, like, I think, (laughs) I think also when, um, a woman is cheated on she's like feels so much more pressure to stay with the person not even just through like just from them um but also from like other people um whether it be to like keep their family together or all it's all of these different the things family. keep the family <laughs> together honestly your kids are probably better off just like with yeah. one parent does, i'm not gonna lie does blue ivy need jay-z like in the house like no no like they're rich you could have figured that shit out you know what i mean and i also feel like yeah that's a super that i hate that because it's always like we'll keep the family together it's like well you know what the person who cheated yeah. already decided they're gonna be a homewrecker regardless mm-hmm. but yeah i also think it's like toxic for people to kind of like advertise this idea where it's like no matter what we're gonna keep the family together and that's like somehow more positive than just separating and showing your kids like when something's wrong like you leave you know Mm -hmm. like when something's wrong like or someone's disrespecting you like you leave that's way more positive than just being like well just be loyal to your husband or be loyal to your wife yeah that's why like for the kardashians you know how uh like scott and courtney are like just co-parenting and they're still kind of communal and stuff and and whatnot, I feel like even that's, like, a better solution, 100%, for me, at least, than Mm -hmm. than just, like, keeping the family together, because really, they're together, but he's not living there um, with them at the house and stuff, you know? Yeah, and I think even for myself, like, on a personal note, like, my parents were, like, horrible together, and got divorced very, very late Mm -hmm. in my life, you know? So, my parents got divorced when I was 19, so I like lived my entire life having a two-parent household, but in retrospect, and I know why that was because they wanted to keep the family together and they wanted us to have a dual parent household. But I have always said to my mom, actually to both of my parents, like I would have been better off if you guys had been separated a long time ago. So yeah, it's like a very, very harmful narrative. And I think it was mainly my mom that felt that pressure to, to keep the family together. Yeah. Um, I mean, both of them, but like my mom was like, no, like, you know, I want my, my kids to grow up with, um, two parents in the house. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that you have a d- different set of problems that come out when you grow up in a house with separated parents, but it's like, I don't know. I just feel like we're all always trying to mitigate the trauma that we inflict on our kids. But yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> that's true. I'd say like my parents aren't together, um, either. And they actually haven't been since I was like, I would say like eight, maybe, yeah, probably. 
and like on, like honestly I don't speak to my dad so we're not like on that kind of level <laughs> see you later bye gang um, daddy issues gang <laughs> but I honestly don't feel any type of way like I just feel like he wasn't really there anyways however like when he was I always felt like he would try to like pit us against our mom or like something like that and I feel like that's so toxic as a kid to already mm. like have to experience something like that so you're right like yeah if there's issues and stuff like that why not just it and call it a day like I feel yeah. like staying together you just bring yeah the issues to the whole family where it's, mm. it could have just been snip snip cut and then yeah. yeah work on it by yourselves but also like I don't know would you guys want to stay in a relationship like that just for your kids like I don't know I feel like I I don't I don't I wouldn't honestly I feel like I've seen why would I be unhappy I feel like I'd be grumpy to my kids I feel like I'd be grumpy all around I feel like I would want yeah yeah I feel like as a parent you're an example to your kids and I feel like obviously my kids would be black if I have a daughter like I wouldn't want to show her like yeah like as a black woman, you can do that. Like, you can get treated mm-hmm. like shit and just like, don't normalize around. it. You know, like, that's not good. It's not a good example, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I, so, yeah. Or, like, even if I had, um, like, let's say a son or someone who was, like, mask identifying, like, you can, you can treat people like that. Like, you can treat people mm-hmm. like that and that's fine. And that's not, that's not positive. Yeah. I think a big part of growing up is realizing that you don't want to become your parents, yeah. to be quite honest, and, like, really <laughs> yeah, working to yeah obviously not like all-encompassing but there's just some things where I'm like this is something that I never want to be like um so yeah go and learn your trauma guys but (laughs) facts facts (laughs) but um just quickly speaking on that too through generations like things become like different you know like it's more I don't know like maybe back then it was okay to have millions of wives whatever (laughs) um and obviously now it's not as as like welcome with open arms you know so I feel like it's definitely uh changing changing what they were doing or doing better for yourself I guess Mm -hmm. or even like uh like romance dynamics so for example (laughs) like um I remember one time when I was like 12 I was like so mad I like was like I told my mom I was like I'm never getting married and she was like in Canada it's different different like guys clean they cook it's not like the same like you know your marriage will be different yeah um and I was like I get what you're saying. I mean, I do think to a certain extent, heterosexual relationships can never be actually like fundamentally equitable, unfortunately, just because of outer sources of like capitalism, you're probably gonna make more money than you. Like, you know, it just, it doesn't add up. All right, so for this episode, we're gonna be releasing it in two parts. So stick around next week. We're gonna be releasing part two because this is gonna be a long and juicy episode. So please stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to us on all platforms so you get part two or whatever. And if you want the updates, follow us on Instagram for the sneak peeks. At Retweet Podcast. You already know what it is. Links in bio. Period. Goodbye. Kisses. (laughs)